0: Hey there, everyone. I'm Patrick Ferguson from SkullSplitter Dice, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the changelings. Changelings get to re-sculpt themselves, like Clayface, whenever they like, and if you can't think of some sort of clever shenanigans to get into with that, I'm going to accuse you of not trying hard enough. Their origins are mysterious and secretive, and so are they most of the time, really. So stick with us on this episode, and we can tell you everything you need to know about one of the most purposefully elusive by design races in D&D. Changelings cropped up way back in third edition and they've gone through a few lore shifts since that time. Originally, they were descendants of doppelgangers, which makes total sense, but the current lore leaves their real origins a bit of a mystery beyond a legendary blessing of a mysterious traveler. Currently, changelings are a scattered people without a strong culture to build upon. Rather, they usually disappear into other cultures. Most human settlements have at least a few changelings hidden within them, living their lives or even multiple lives with their neighbors, completely ignorant of the deception. There are also roaming changeling tribes, caravans living the life of their traveler god and never staying in one place for very long to be discovered. These tribes will sometimes take the guise of thieves' guilds or entertainers or thieving entertainers. Or, rarely, some communities accept changelings whole cloth, and the shapeshifters are simply regarded as regular members of society. What a stretch, I know. Such situations are sadly few and far between. Persecution of changelings is rampant, as it's hard for anyone to really accept people that can be whatever they want. Now, this might seem like a little bit of an oxymoron. Obviously, a changeling's appearance can change at any time, but they do have a true form, Their true skin is usually gray or pale white and their facial features are blank slates to an unnerving degree. They're typically thin and gaunt and their hair is usually silvery with an occasional green or pink tint to it. But what are you doing wearing your true face? You can be anyone you want. Changelings can reshape themselves to look like anybody. There's a few minor limits there, but for the most part, you can look like whoever you want. Changelings tend to form personas, so to speak full identities that they live with for extended periods of time. Changelings put a lot of thought and work into their personas. And in ideal circumstances, they can last a lifetime and form real relationships wearing these personas. For many changelings, for better or for worse, a persona can become their real life and become who they are. Keeping their true nature a secret can become all-consuming in these situations, especially if they're married. When you're just tricking a guard or using a face for a little while, they call it a mask, a thing to be put on or taken off like an accessory. These are appearances that have little to no thought put into them really, and don't usually withhold the force of thorough scrutiny. A single changeling might be known as different things to literally everyone in their life, but to a changeling, a name is just another trait to be traded around like an old coat or something. However, there is a true name to every changeling, and it is usually only shared with other changelings or those that they have complete trust in. Their true names are usually simple, monosyllabic, and genderless. We'll throw some up on screen so that you know what we're talking about. Starting with your ability score increase, your charisma score increases by two. In addition, one ability score of your choice increases by one. Plus two to charisma is a big get for anyone that's trying to play a spellcaster or a player that's just trying to be the face of the party. However, the real star of the show here, oddly enough, is that flexible plus one. Unlike every other flexible stat in 5e, you can actually select the same ability score as your main stat. This means you can choose to have a plus three charisma bonus at level one, which is huge. At first I thought this was a typo or something like that, but they confirmed that this is how it's supposed to work. That means changelings have the complete unique ability to have an 18 and an ability score at level one, which means a plus four bonus. Arguably, this makes changelings one of the strongest of all the races in the game for charisma-based casters like bards, paladins, sorcerers, and warlocks. Forgetting this huge boost for a moment, if you select dexterity for your flexible point, changelings also work well as face-of-the-party rogues, and picking strength allows you to make a pretty good paladin. As for your age, changelings mature slightly faster than humans, but share similar lifespans, typically a century or less. While a changeling can transform to conceal their age, the effects of aging can similarly affect them the way humans would. Not particularly special, but you've got some extra time or, you know, some room for convoluted backstories if you really want to get into it. As for your alignment, changelings tend to be neutral, but those thieves' guilds are always a-calling, and you can feel free to run them evil if you'd like, or if your DM's up for that. As for your size, it's medium, and your base walking speed is 30 feet, and on the more interesting side of things, you are a shape-changer obviously. (laughs) As an action, you can change your appearance and your voice. You determine the specifics of the changes, including your coloration, hair length, and sex. You can also adjust your height and weight, but not so much that your size changes. Be sure to keep that in mind. You can also make yourself appear as a member of another race, though none of your game statistics will change. You can't duplicate the appearance of a creature you've never seen, and you must adopt a form that has the same basic arrangement of limbs that you have. Your clothing and equipment aren't changed by this trait. So it's not changing inorganic material. The trait is really what makes the changeling unique and it's extremely strong, especially from a role-playing perspective. It's also ultimately an ability that a lot of players will end up misusing. So let me get into some of the pitfalls. Firstly, you're not an ooze. You can't mush yourself through cracks or anything strange like that. Boiling down all of the limitations on the ability means you can look like anybody You can't look like anything, though. It's still insanely good, but you're not a mimic. Secondly, you can't imitate halflings or gnomes. You are medium-sized after all, and that means you can't take the form of anything small-sized or smaller or larger than you. Finally, your shape-changing doesn't include clothes, as I mentioned before, so keep that in mind whenever you're trying to impersonate a guard while still wearing your prison jumpsuit. If you want to carry out convincing disguises, I recommend that you also buy a lot of outfits. Now that we've gotten the pitfalls out of the way, I want to emphasize just how powerful this really is. These transformations aren't illusions. They're not something to be seen through or detected magically. Your face really is a new shape and people can poke and prod you all they want to try and discern what's magic and what's nature and it's going to come out the same. Some people treat this like a free version of disguised self but it's so much better than that. You can stay in your new form until you use an action to revert to your true form or until you die. Moving on to your changeling instincts, you gain proficiency with two of the following skills of your choice, either deception, insight, intimidation, or persuasion. A bonus skill proficiency is nice. Two of them are better and choosing two of the four strongest skill options is about as good as it gets. You'll more than likely be needing deception and persuasion unless your class or background nab them already. Just pick whatever you think best fits your character. And as for the languages that you can speak, read, and write in, that is common, and two other languages of your choice. And I really enjoy this from a role-playing perspective because I feel like they're really trying to nail home the adapted to other cultures aspect. Pick any language that you feel is relevant to your backstory and really whatever you think is relevant to your campaign. Now let's get into some builds. Changelings lend themselves strongly towards sneaky and face of the party builds, but they can really be whatever you want. I mean, it's D&D 5e. They pretty much encourage you to do whatever you want with your character. But if optimization is important to you, this is what we've got. Starting with the assassin of many faces, this is probably the most straightforward use of the changeling's abilities. The assassin's assassinate ability, and appreciate this because I have done this take about 10 times trying to get that line right, Functions when the enemy hasn't acted in initiative yet, and that includes hiding in plain sight as somebody else. All assassins' later abilities really complement the changeling and make it far easier for you to acquire official clothes, paperwork, and even things like signatures and mannerisms. More than any other class, assassins let you work your way into really any place you want to. And then we have the Bard of Infiltration. Changelings make great bards already, but I love the combination of shape changer and the College of Eloquence ability, universal speech. You gain universal speech at third level, and it allows you to magically communicate with practically anything. And when combined with your shape-changing, you can blend into practically any environment that you wish. Imagine sneaking into a raiding tribe of gnolls as a gnoll and speaking perfect gnoll back to them. Creative players can definitely abuse this to their heart's content. And yeah, much to the uh, frustration of their DMs probably. Then we have Shapeshifter of Cthulhu. The most common way for a changeling to get caught, after all, is by having incomplete information, something that is instantly solved by the power of mind reading. Build a warlock and pick the great old one as your patron. This archetype gives you straight up telepathy, a ton of mind spells and mental protections in case the enemy has their own mental warriors. Especially great for blending into cults and other nefarious magical organizations that might have their information a little bit under wraps. There isn't a lot I can praise about The Changeling that isn't already obvious, but I'll try. I think they sort of dive into the basic human fantasy that we have of being able to blend into a group that we may not belong to, or just that base instinct of wishing that we could change our appearance to really fit whatever we want, especially something that we may have seen and idolized in the past. I really like changelings in just about every campaign I've ever run with them, and I highly encourage you to give them a try if they sound even remotely interesting to you. Thank you guys so much for watching. I really appreciate it. Be sure to like and subscribe because we put out new content like this every week. And if you're creating a changeling character that you're proud of, I would absolutely love to read about it in the comments because just by nature, they're almost all completely different than the rest. Thanks again for watching. My name is Patrick Ferguson and until next time, farewell. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe so you never miss out.